Fart is good, everybody, and welcome... Oh, you know what? Screw that. I ain't gonna do the voice. <laughs> What's no. good, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to Body Bag Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, Broke Rider Dave. How we doing, everybody? Yeah, uh, I was gonna... Do- it sounded better in my head <laughs> to do that goofy, yeah. goofy vampire yeah. voice. But you know what? Never mind. I-, I heard it. I heard it. When I heard it, I was like, no, let's please don't do this. Um, yeah, sometimes you just gotta go try something. But you know, I, tr- I, I I tried it, and now I know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it should be right after Halloween. We want to keep the Halloween season alive. Yeah. Um, and oh, it just passed, and and we wanted to kind of end body bag well the movie review something tells me that we'll probably have maybe one more movie review on us before the season ends but on the one yeah we'll have one more episode and then a few more holiday episodes but for our major lineup we wanted to kind of close out or end out the season ish with the granddaddy of horror movies nosferatu yes nosferatu is kind of one of those movies it's like it's kind of like Casablanca or Citizen Kane. A lot of people are like, "Oh, Nosferatu? Yeah, that's a that's a classic. Have you ever seen it?" No. No. <laughs> yeah. It's just like one of those movies that you know it's a it's a classic, but how many of us have actually gone out of our way to see it? Exactly. Um, I can say now that I have. Yeah, same here. And actually, I kind of want to do this episode a little different and I kind of want to start with the movie review, if that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason why I want to start off with the movie review instead of easing into it is because, you know, uh, this is a classic. And yeah. if I'm going to do a little shit talking on a classic, I kind of want to rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have to say, it was one of those movies where I'm like, oh, this makes Chris's scale make sense. Yes. Because I understand it's a well-made good, movie for what it was made. Yes. But I ain't but, gonna. Uh, but I'm probably not gonna it, go out of my way to see it again. <laughs> yeah, I, silent films are not for me. Um, now not something I enjoy. Now, it being a silent movie isn't necessarily a bad thing because I've seen a couple of silent movies. Uh, yeah. Uh, one also a German one called Metropolis from 1927. Okay. Uh, and that was a visual spectacle. That was a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, silent movie as well. Um. And but a lot of s- shots are done in the way that you're like even now you're like wow how'd they do that back then, um, and I've even seen the uh, big famous uh, movie I want to say it's the trip to the moon that silent silent movie where people uh, take a spaceship up to the moon and the moon has a face a human face and everything like that is a famous movie I I think it's called trip to the moon or something like that I I have to relook at it but now I'm not gonna. Just shit talk this movie. I want to start off by saying a couple of good things real quick. And we'll kind of go a little Uh, bit by little bit. Trip to the Moon. Is that what it was called, right? Yeah, uh, Yeah. from 1902. That's a classic, too, and that's a pretty good movie. Um, So those are the kind of the only two movies that I have to compare this one to in terms of movies of that era. Yeah, I've never watched a silent film before this one, so... So I guess I have a little bit more of experience with it. So yeah. Uh, so some positives, real quick, before we delve into uh, what it's actually about. Nosferatu looks pretty cool. Yeah. I usually think the, Nosferatu uh, makeup looks... for him was 
made him look really creepy. Nosferatu actually looks pretty creepy as a vampire. Yeah. Um, secondly, the actual aesthetic, I've always felt that sepia tone and black and white aesthetic makes a movie creepier. Yeah. Um, this this feels like the kind of movie that would be playing in the serial killer's basement when the police come and bust in. Like, it's, yeah. it, you know, creepy 1920s sepia tone and black and white. Yeah. So those are two things that have going. For, this is about a 90 minute movie. Yeah. Um, uh, just a quick, just a quick summary, and then we'll kind of go through how it goes bit by bit. But the o- <laughs> the overall thing is that this, I'll just call him a realtor. Yeah. This realtor goes to Transylvania to try to sell Count Orlock or Nosferatu on buying some real estate over in his neck of the woods. Yeah, Nosferatu street from his house. Yeah. Nosferatu accepts after catching a glimpse of the realtor whose name is Hutter caught a glimpse of his wife in a little picture thing that he kept and then immediately was like oh yes I'll take your house or I'll take the house across from yours and then he moves over to I think to some area that's in the the same area and death follows because Nosferatu is a vampire yeah that's essentially the gist now this is a 90 minute movie this is actually a 60 minute movie if you took out all of the subtitles because if you were back then subtitles weren't ones that would play on the screen as the movie's going there'd be action and then you have to stop to read what was said yeah um so if you took that out this movie probably be about 60 minutes and i would agree about that i'll tell you something i didn't expect for this movie this movie is goofy (laughs) <laughs> I, did, I didn't expect how goofy this movie was going to be. Yeah. Um, our main character, Hutter, well, not just Hutter, like, li- Nosferatu is the most normal acting person in this movie. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Nosferatu is creepy, yeah. And yeah. yeah, he acts a little weird and strange and everything like that, but so does everybody else. Yeah. Everybody acts like they, everybody's mugging for the camera. Now, yeah. I, I this is 1920, so it's gonna it's kind of hard. This is like a hundred years ago. It's exactly a hundred years ago. It was made in 1922. Yeah. Hutter, especially, like just the goofy faces that these people are making between him, his wife Ellen, uh, that weird his boss named Knock. Yeah, who looks even Here's creepier. No way that his boss is like no type of creature at all. He's supposed to just be a normal guy. Knock looked like a mini version of Nosferatu. Yes. He, he looked like a mini hairier version of Nosferatu. Exactly. So how about we just go through this a little by little because this movie is structured in acts. Like it has, I think, yeah. a four or five act structure. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up the old wiki because even though this is a 90-minute movie, it took me a week to watch it. Yeah, I think it, I watched this movie about a week and a half ago, so... I kept watching... Every time I kept jumping into the movie, it felt like I watched a good whole chunk of it, but I'm like, damn, only ten minutes have passed. Yeah, it, it, it's a slog to get through. But it's weird, because I'm sure that if I was alive back in 1920s, you know, I probably would... would be my favorite movie. It would probably be my favorite movie. I'd probably yeah. be like, oh, yeah, Nosferatu. Oh, that old German flick. Let's go down to the picture show and watch it again. 
or however exactly. they talk. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to kind of go through the wiki, keep myself on track, and we'll just kind of comment as stuff comes up. Mm-hmm. All right, so in 1838, in the fictional German town of Winsburg, Thomas Hutter, goofy-ass Thomas Hutter, is sent to Transylvania by his employer, estate agent, Er Nock, to visit a new client named Count Orlock, who plans to buy a house across the street from Hutter's own home, which is... <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty weird, that his... For, I think the weirdest person in this whole thing is Er Nock. Yeah. This dude always had... He's a creep. Um, yeah. Er Nock is a creep. Hutter is goofy. His wife, Ellen, is a drama queen. Yeah. And Count Orlock is just kind of creepy. I mean, he's, 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 he's the, he's the vampire. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, they should have known something was up when Count Orlock was trying to buy that, like abandoned castle across the street from Hutter. Yeah. I guess they just own castles. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, okay. in 1838. So, while embarking on his journey, Hutter stops at an inn where the locals become frightened by the mere mention of Orlock's name. Before he even left, he had to go tell his wife, Honey, I gotta go on a business trip. You know, I'll be back in a couple of, you know, I'll be back in some time after I, like, close this business deal. Yeah. And his wife, his his wife acts more like a a, a five-year-old who's never been separated from her parents. <laughs> You know, uh, but I'll say this. You know what? I kind of wish that I had a a girlfriend that was like, "Oh, baby, I'll miss you so." Yeah, and it's like, "It's okay, babe. I'll be, I'll be back. Don't worry." But I mean, and then he has his wife stay with this what was his friend and his wife, probably brother in law or something like that. Yeah, like, but I mean. I like the idea of that, but not to that point. Whereas, like, hey, can you keep an yeah. eye on her? <laughs> like, she's, right. <laughs> she's like, she, she looks like she's about to like throw herself off a building. Like, if she's separated from me for more than twenty four hours, yeah. And she's always extending her hands, like, oh, Hunter, no. She's <laughs> just very goofy, um, which I guess means they're made for each other. His goofy ass, um, yeah. Goes to goes to the local inn. He's like, yeah, I'm here to sell Orlock a place. And everyone's like, oh, oh, that, you mean that creepy dude that lives up in that castle? And so he, he's at this local inn. Hutter rides on a coach to the castle where he is welcomed by Count Orlock. Now, apparently in this universe, uh, vampires can walk around in the daylight, I guess, sometimes. Because well, I think he got there at night. It's kind of hard to sell. Well, well, later on, we see Orlock out outside on the ship. Yeah. Which, by the way, this also turns into a swashbuckling thing at one point, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things I didn't know about vampire lore. Uh, real estate transactions, uh, swashbuckling ship stuff going on. Anyway, th- this whole thing is because Nosferatu was a simp, apparently. When Hutter is eating, he accidentally cuts his thumb. Orlok tries to suck the blood out, but his repulsed guest Hutter pulls his hand away. This is going to be just one of a number of things that are immediate red flags that would, any normal person would immediately be like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Yeah. He cuts his finger, and then Count Orlock is like, ooh, the precious blood. The precious blood, give it here. Let me suck it out. Like, and, and, and Hutter still stays. He, he's like, I need this deal. I, I guess right. I, need to, I need to close this deal. Right, need this commission. I need this commission. 
because apparently Count Orlock is, I guess, super rich. Uh, so he pulls his hand away, and then he goes to bed. Hutter wakes up the morning after to find fresh puncture wounds on his neck, which he attributes to mosquitoes. That night, Orlock signs the documents to purchase the house and notices photo of Hutter's wife, Ellen, remarking that she has a lovely neck. Red flag number two. Um, <laughs> well, two and three. The puncture mark should have been number two. Yeah, uh, puncture marks number two. Like, now, maybe, you know, back in the day, I'd be like, all right, mosquito bite. If you just see two mosquito bites, you're like, eh, it's mosquitoes. But he's sitting there like, hey, you're selling this guy a house that's right across from yours. And then he sees your wife and he goes, oh, what a, she has such a lovely neck. Oh, this guy still seems like he's on the up and up. I'm, I'm sure you can live across the house, uh, across the street across from me. Across the road from us, yeah. Creepy guy who apparently likes the look of my wife's neck. Yeah. But again, need that commission. I, yeah. How <laughs> to get that commission. Apparently, I will be destitute if I do not seal this deal. Right. Reading a book about vampires that he took from the local inn, Hutter starts to suspect that Orlock is a vampire. He cowers in his room at midnight, and no way to bar his doors. The door opens by itself, and Orlock enters, and Hutter hides under the bed and covers and falls unconscious. I mean, my dude, let's say that this guy isn't a vampire. <laughs> let's just, I mean... You're not handling this very well, bro. Well, even if he's not a vampire, the dude is obviously a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking into people's doors, he loves blood... Either way, if he's not a vampire, you're doing business with Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I had, maybe once he seals this commission, he gets that money, then he'll, be, then he'll report him to the authorities. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, his wife awakens from her sleep, and in a trance, she walks onto her balcony railing, which gets his friend Harding's attention. When the doctor yeah. arrives, he, she shouts Hutter's name, apparently able to see Orlock in his castle threatening her unconscious husband. So she's having visions. She's having visions of Hutter, who is miles and countries away. Yeah. And kind of can see Orlock doing stuff with her. So we're introducing psychic abilities now, which That's is really weird. fun, which is weird because stuff happens. That is cross country at one point. Well, later on, I'll, 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 I'll get, I'll wait until it happens later on. Yeah. But she's apparently seeing what's happening and turning again to the camera, just mugging to the camera. That, that's another reason. Maybe this movie would be more like 45 minutes if it wasn't for how long everybody acts towards the camera. Right. It's always long and drawn. Like, again, it feels weird shit talking a classic. But, I mean, I got to just kind of say how I felt when I was watching it. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. So, the next day... Hutter explores the castle, only to retreat back into his room after he finds the coffin in which Orlock is resting dormant in the crib. I mean, my guy, come on. <laughs> He's in a coffin, my guy. He's Get in a co there. coffin, blood. I mean, even the most skeptical person in the world. You know, I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. But at a certain point. You're like, okay, that's enough evidence. Yes. There's some ghosts here. <laughs> after enough, you know, instances of seeing Slimer in the corner, maybe I would start to be... A believer, you know what I mean? Exactly. After finding Gozer in my refrigerator, I think that I would start believing. Yeah. Hours later, 
Orlock piles his coffins into a coach and then climbs into the last one before the coach departs, and Hutter rushes home after learning about this. Yeah, so uh, or so within the span of 24 hours, Hutter has gotten to this Orlock's place, convinced him to sell his house and, and buy another one across the street from his, uh, has seen Orlock's crypt in his coffin sleeping in there, and Orlock is already packed up and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't wait, like Orlock do something like lock him into his room? Is that what he did? Is that the right? Because yeah, he, had, he had like a head start on him. Cause he had cause to he, jump out of the window. Yeah, he jumped out the window and then broke his leg or something like that. Yeah, which um, heals overnight apparently. But um, yeah, this the story at this point kind of has it. It's like I don't think that makes sense. It's like well, at this point, the story is going very fast and very slow at the same time. Like, yeah, stuff is happening. But stuff is happening, but I'm not entirely sure why it's happening. I had to pull up the wiki at one point and be like, all right. And uh, all right. So Orlock is now on his way to what was it called? Uh, Wisborg? Uh, Wisborg. Wisborg, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I was actually right. Wisborg. And Hutter's like, oh, my God, I got to get home. This dude's obviously going to try to assault my wife. Yeah. Which and, I think uh, is funny. Like, it only took you getting locked in the room and stuff like that to be like, oh, maybe I should get home before he gets to my wife and then he ends up spending what like three days in the hospital yeah he fell unconscious and orlock is now en route to Wisburg. the coffins are taken aboard a schooner where all the ship's sailors and captain die and orlock takes control of the ship i guess he's a, a i guess in his years of being alive he knows how to pilot a ship yeah. so he he starts and, and so at this point like news is reaching around that there's like this plague going around. I think it's Spanish flu. Like the like death is following Count Orlock, and everybody is saying that it's the plague. Yeah, and because um, people are just dying like left and right. Uh, when the ship arrives in Winsburg, Orlock leaves unobserved, carrying one of these coffins, and moves into the house that he purchased. Apparently, he's super strong too. He's just yeah. looking around these coffins. Uh, well, it's, you know, vampires that, have that's canon. Super strength, yeah. That's that canon. No, it's, it's canon, but it just looks very, very funny seeing a uh, big ass Nosferatu just lugging around his own coffin. Yeah, um, in the middle of the day, <laughs> just, just, right? just walking down the street. Nobody's like nobody's around. He's he he lugs this entire, and you see it, him lugging this yeah. big coffin down the street down into the castle that he just purchased and just like starts setting up shop yeah. <laughs> and, and, and nobody sees him <laughs> well, everyone's kind of like quarantining because of the plague that's coming in yeah everybody's like just kind of like in their houses and stuff like that so yeah uh many deaths in the town follow after orlock's arrival which the town doctors blame on an unspecified plague and also at this point i guess he he hit he had, at one point knock is now all about being the servant to Nosferatu. Yeah, I don't know if he was like that's what I was that's what I was gonna mention that like they don't give him like like change him into a vampire. He's like his Igor. If he's hip, yeah, um, it's like he hypnotized him. They had a little placard thing that said what was going on, but it happened like miles and miles away like yeah. that all of a sudden he's just he's just starts going crazy he's he's in an asylum now eating flies yeah. and attacking guards 
and for for no reason, like just all of a sudden he's just gone crazy. Yeah, and that's Hutter's boss, the one who sent him off to Transylvania in the first place. Yeah, um, the hairy Nosferatu, the hairy eyebrowed Nosferatu. So people are dying left and right, and people are saying, "Oh, it must be the plague." Ellen right. reads the book that Hutter found, which claims that a vampire can be defeated if a pure-hearted woman distracts the vampire with her beauty. So I guess she read the book at the the wiki is actually overlooking Hutter getting home. Yeah, um, he 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 spent like days in the hospital. He got a fever after he was locked up in the house. He had to jump out the window, broke his leg, yeah. and then spent time in the yeah, hospital got a fever spent time in the hospital and someone somehow beat orloff to wimsburg yes he, he he somehow beat uh either he either beat him there or he got there around the same time yeah i mean i guess with orloff having a like three-day head start i guess you can attribute to maybe the fact that he pretty much killed the entire crew that he took him a little bit longer to get to where you needed to go i guess so yeah but i whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> um uh so apparently now this part i didn't realize or maybe i didn't see the little placard that said that the a beauty had to distract a vampire with her beauty i saw something like that i thought it was like her blood or something with her well, I was like uh okay she opens her window to invite orlock in but then she faints. She faints a lot in this movie. Yeah. From just... Like every other scene she's in, she's fainting. Either from seeing Count Orlock to I miss my husband disease <laughs> to, yeah. uh, to ooh, it's it's hot outside. I'm a faint... Like She faints at everything, basically. Yeah. So she opens up the window and try to lure Count Orlock in to distract... Like, I guess she didn't think it through. It's just like... Let's just roll the dice, open up the window, and let this dude in and see what happens. Hope I'm hope I'm beautiful enough to distract him. I guess. Right. Um, she opens the window to invite Orlock in, but faints. Hutter revives her, and she sends him to fetch Professor Bulwer, a physician. After he leaves, Orlock enters and drinks her blood, but then starts as the sun rises, causing Orlock to vanish in a puff of smoke by the sunlight. That's what I was saying, but I, I yeah. maybe it's just the fact maybe. They can't shoot at night, you know, back in the 20s. So yeah. maybe maybe a lot of that stuff with Orlog looking like it was in the daytime was at night, but you obviously couldn't have shot at night back then. Yeah. That so, also makes more sense of, like, why no one was looking out the window and saw him. But, I, I mean, I could have sworn that he was, like, you know, it was daylight when he was, like, out on the ships. Yeah, but, like... I'll suspend disbelief. It was, it was 100 shot, years. Yeah. It was a hundred years ago. It's, it's hard to differentiate from day and night in this movie. Um, so Orlock dies in a puff of smoke. Ellen lives just long enough to be embraced by her grief-stricken husband. Yeah. And the last scene shows Count Orlock's destroyed castle in the Carpathian Mountains, symbolizing the end of his bloody reign of terror. So that is Nosferatu in a nutshell. Yes. Um... Which apparently you can watch for free on Wikipedia. Yeah, I saw that too. Just then I was like, oh. But no, don't cool. go watch it on Wikipedia. Get Shudder. Get Shudder, exactly. and you can watch and you can watch as much Nosferatu as you want. Both the other old great movies, the other great movies, both the older version and the nineteen eighties version. 
or the yeah. 1960 whichever ver they made a second one but uh yeah. but uh yeah so don't watch have it you heard Wikipedia. anything about the new version that's supposed to be coming out this year i have not not yet <laughs> only that has supposed to have willem dafoe and anya taylor joy in it yeah i mean i kind of want to look that up see if there's any release dates that. Yeah, because you think it should be would be coming out. I don't see anything on the release dates, but uh, Nosferatu twenty twenty two. Yeah, I see Bill Skarsgård and Lily Rose Depper. It says, uh, I guess it's still yet to be uh, yet to I be. I guess it's coming out in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I guess it got pushed back. Yeah, damn shame they just missed it to be the hundred year anniversary. Yeah. So well, all right. that's cool. So they're gonna add uh Skarsgard and Lily Rose Depp in the cast. That'd be cool. Now I wonder if they're gonna still make it silent or if they're gonna try to put words to it. No, I think they're gonna have it uh more modern. Alright, so like I was saying, some pros for this movie and then and then I'll get to some criticisms. I liked Nosferatu. Nosferatu is creepy. Uh the general aesthetic of the film is creepy. Yeah. And, I mean, the story is pretty easy to follow. I mean, yeah. I, I had to wiki some of the stuff, but generally you get the idea of what's going on. So yeah. the fact that there are no words, you, you'll still be able to follow what's going on. Yeah, they had everything on the screen long enough for you to read, too. So Sometimes too long. Uh, yeah. I just feel like, okay, I'm done now. You, you can move on. But you got... Uh, you, you know, I don't know, maybe people read slower back in the 20s. So, yeah. Um, now, some cons here. Uh, now, this is all personal, but this is, again, this is a perfect movie for me to have this kind of scale for. Because yeah. I'm not going to sit there and say, this movie's a 2 out of 30 or anything like that. It's No. No, it's for, you know, and considering that a lot of this had to be restored yeah. and certain, like, clips kind of, like, a lot of editing had to do to restore this. Yeah. And like we said, if we lived in the 20s, this would probably be one of our favorite movies. Yeah. But I don't live in the 20s. So we I live have... in the 2020s. So. And, and I've seen plenty of old movies, maybe not a lot of 1920s movies, but I've seen a couple. Yeah. And, I've, you know, yeah. and, I've, and I can appreciate older movies, too. Yeah. This one, I don't know if you f felt the same way, but... There were some musical scores that did not match at all what was going on. A lot of a lot of very no. upbeat xylophone type music when it should be when like Count Orlock is like in the corner and and like in the shadows and you just hear like a beat like like kind of like xylophoneish kind of music. Yeah, I feel like that was probably more like mistakes than like that after all editing and rest restoration. Which is weird because it's not like they didn't have creepier kind of music either. I mean, there were some more orchestral, deep, creepy music too, but it just a lot of it fell out of place. I don't know if that was a yeah, if that was a choice or if that was something done way later. But it just it was a little yeah. weird to me. Um, it takes you out of the movie. I already said that the people acting were goofy, like yeah, which at first made it creepy. Overacting. At first, it was creepy, like, 
everybody just acting in this very goofy, like over the top manner in black and yeah. white was very creepy. But then it just got goofy. Yeah. Um, even little things like Hutter waking up in the morning and 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 starting his day by splashing water in his face and changing his clothes. He does it with this weird over the top smile and like, ah, right. ready to start my day. <laughs> and like, no one smiles like that when they wake up. It's funny if this movie was made nowadays. You know how distraught his wife was that, oh Hutter, I don't want him to leave. And yeah. If this was made now, people it'd be like the wife would be like, oh God, I have the house to myself for a whole week. Good, get his ass out of here. <laughs> right. No, so nobody, nobody. That's the biggest fiction. I don't think any wife feels that strongly about her husband. Being uh, gone for yeah. Being gone for a week. It's like, oh honey, I long for you. Yeah. Um. So, uh, like, he was lo- gone long enough to send letters to her and everything. Apparently, she gets the letter. The I mean, I'm sure that you know, if you're telling a 90 minute movie, uh, I'm sure this all took place over the course of a couple of weeks, not just a couple. Yeah. Of th- even though it feels like it only happened within a week. Yeah. Um, but you just kind of have to be like, oh well, they can't. You know, it's kind of sometimes things are hard to kind of tell back in the day. Um, yeah. Can't really be any kills of the movie because there weren't really any no. shown. Everything was pretty much attributed to uh, the plague, and it was like you would just kind of stumble across a dead body and be like, "Oh, this person must have died of the plague." Yeah. No real, you know. I guess you couldn't really show like death like that back in the day. Yeah. So you just had to be like, "Oh, uh, people died." Because <laughs> you just kind of have to. Yeah, this all happened off screen. Let's go ahead and just kind of get to rating. I'm interested to hear what you would rate this. I'm going to go with, say, 21. You're going to say 21? Yeah. All right. Like, this I is... understand. And you, I have to rate it based on, like, you know, a 20s movie. I understand what it did for the horror industry. So that's why I put it in the 20s. But and that time I wouldn't have watch this movie again. Yeah. So I realize that times have changed. Yeah. And that what was probably terrifying then isn't terrifying now. No. And and storytelling has definitely changed from then to now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did say that I liked Count Orlock. I liked yeah. the way he looked. But if I'm going on pure enjoyment of this thing, I'm probably going to go a little bit higher than the 21 only because I wasn't mad at the movie. Like, I, I think that if um, I think that to have like a 21, a movie would have to really annoy me. So I might give it a, but at the same time, I definitely, I'm glad that I watched it so I can say, yeah, I've seen Nosferatu and I yeah. understand the references. If somebody were to mention something or mention names, yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah, they're talking about Nosferatu, yeah. but kind of like you, it's not a movie that is ever going to be a, I have to watch this every year on Halloween no. kind of movie. Certainly not mm-hmm. by pure enjoyment. Actually, I might have to give it a 21 with, along with you. Yeah. Um, I was going to go 23, but I don't think that'd be honest of me. Uh, I appreciate it as a good piece of cinema. Yeah. I, I I understand what it did, but I also know it's not really for me. And as I've said before, I've seen other silent movies that I thought were a little bit more enjoyable, such as The Trip to the Moon and Metropolis. So, good movie but not one that I would necessarily watch again. Yeah. 
I mean, I, if, if somebody else put it on, I certainly wouldn't complain. But no, I'm not going to go out of my way again. Glad I watched it, but once is good yeah. enough for me. Exactly. Like I said, it's just a slog to get through. And that just, in, in all honesty, it being a slog is probably just the fact that I was raised in my current time period. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. So it's it's a 21, but not a personal 21. Like, I don't take it personally kind of 21. Exactly. If Nosferatu the movie was a... From a different time, yeah. If Nosferatu was a person uh, and not a movie, I would say don't take this personally. (laughs) But uh, 21. Because I'm sure a lot of people who probably haven't seen it would say, oh, Nosferatu, yeah, 20, uh, 10 out of 10, 19. If somebody said 10 out of 10, 20 out of 20, I'd be like, well, have you actually watched it? (laughs) Like, it's it's kind of a long movie to kind of sit through and, and... and, and enjoy by modern standards. Yeah. Like, but there's nothing wrong with F. that. F.W. Murnu, we don't want to shit any work. It's just, we're from a different time. Yes. But, you know, uh, still, good movie to watch. And I finished it today. We're recording this. Uh, this is actually the day before October 1st starts. Yeah. And uh, I'm recording it, like, on a dark and gloomy night. Because I got the... Hurricane Ian is hitting the East Coast, and um, and I'm getting a lot of that rain. It's very gray out, very dark. I'm in my room in the dark. Oh, yeah, like you're Siegel. getting like the like after effects of all that, aren't you? Yeah, I'm not in Florida. Um, yeah. So, um, but we are going to be getting some wind and rain. Yeah. So it was a very appropriate kind of evening to talk about Dosferatu. Yeah. I mean, I watched it. Was it like two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. That's and what I, was I started. Try to rewatch it last night, and I was just like, "No, I'm still no, on I'm this. Not do that. I'm still in Transylvania. I haven't even gotten back yet. This is so long, right? I had to keep pausing it every ten minutes. Like, oh my god, I need to get up and do something. Yeah. Um. But oh. but that is another movie under the belt. Yes, another classic. Another classic. Uh. Definitely enjoyed Night of the Living Dead more, though, as in terms of classics. Oh, yeah. So, this is getting close to the end of Season 3. Yes. I wanted to stop real quick. Just say thank you to all the people who've been watching us. Um, thanks yeah, to all our guests. Thanks to all you guys getting us over 5,000 downloads. That's awesome. And thank very, you. Very nice of you guys. And, yeah. I, and to the, our followers on Instagram. I appreciate you guys, too. Uh, yeah. Thought I would end this out real quick. Well, maybe not end it out, but we're slowly making our way there with uh, quick rapid-fire questions real quick. Okay. Uh, to Appropriate to kind of end this out real quick. Maybe not necessarily 21, but uh, 21 more or less quick-fire questions for Dave. Okay. Seeing as how this was a black-and-white movie, what's your favorite black-and-white movie? Favorite black-and-white movie? Uh, Diary of a Madman. Who's your favorite movie character crush? Not the actress or actor, but the character. Character? Um. Quick. Uh, Julie from uh, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. What director would you want to see direct the next Scream movie? Michael Flanagan. That's a good one. Who's yeah. your bi- Who is the biggest horror movie asshole? Oof. I have no idea. 
Quick. That's such a random question. Someone. Someone. Horror movie asshole? I don't know. Freddy could be a dick sometimes. What's a horror movie that you wouldn't mind seeing get a reboot? Um, 13 Ghosts. I feel like there's a lot you could do with that. Would you rather be buried, uh, buried alive in a coffin or stranded out in the ocean by yourself? Stranded in the ocean. What is your favorite death from Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, and Friday the 13th? Okay. Just, uh, all right. Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Johnny Depp can pull through the bed and the blood shooting out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the original Halloween, it's been almost a year since I watched that. Um, I, I mean, of those franchises. Oh, the franchises. Okay. So, Halloween franchise. Uh, probably in Halloween 2 when Michael Myers, like, kind of drowns that uh, nurse in the hot tub. And... Friday the 13th is when uh dude gets his head punched off by uh Jason. Uh, the, the boxer. Yeah. He's like, come on, give me your best shot. Boom. What is your biggest movie disappointment of the last three years? Movie disappointment in the last three years? Um, why can't I think of the name of this movie now? I'm blanking on the name of this movie. Well, tell me about it. Maybe I know it. A24 film. Girl sticks her head out the car window. Hereditary? Gets knocked off. There you go. Everyone okay. talk about how good that movie is. Didn't enjoy it. What is one bad movie that you want us to review next season? One bad movie? Because we're going to try to do bad movies next season. Yeah. What is one bad movie that uh, you want us to review next season? I haven't looked into it too much, but uh, thinking maybe one of the Critters movies. One of the Critter movies? Yeah. Okay. What movie from season one do you think that we should revisit and review? Oh, Leslie Vernon. That's one that you think we should revisit and re-review? Yeah. The fact that it has the least amount of downloads is criminal, but yeah. It really is. Uh, What is a movie cliche that you are tired of seeing? Movie cliche um, that you are tired of seeing in movies. Maybe like uh like the closing door try to like fake out jump scare. Where they build up the suspense and then boom, nothing's there. Oh, okay. Fake out and then like they do the fake out jump scare and then immediately following is the actual scare. Yeah. Uh what is a twist ending from a movie that was lame when it was revealed? Twist ending that was lame when it was revealed. Um, God, fire questions. You ask me questions I didn't think about. It's rough. I feel like we've just talked about this recently on a podcast. The twist ending that was bad. I can't think of any. I'll stop in my head. I have to pass. I can give you one. The signs ending. The fact that the aliens are afraid of water. <laughs> or or or. Oh yeah, that, that was awful. Ugh. I was going to say, pick any of the M. Night Shyamalan movies. Uh, or uh, Saw, you know, revealing Dr. Gordon as one of the jigsaw killers. 
That's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. And all right. What's the flip side? What's a movie that had a really good twist ending? What is a movie that had a really good twist ending? Don't uh-huh. say signs either. Or don't say uh, Sixth Sense either. <laughs> oh, no. Good twist ending is, uh, I'd say, go back old school, uh, the first Friday the 13th, where it's actually Jason's mom being the killer. All right. So I don't know how many questions that was, but it, I know it wasn't 21, but uh, whatever. And I know I didn't ab- answer them in a rapid fire session. but <laughs> You know what? At this point, screw it. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're just asking questions now. We're just asking <laughs> questions. So before we kind of end out, as I kind of teased with the questions, we're going to be doing bad movies next season. Yes. I kind of want to do more. I don't know how, how many we're going to do, but. You said you want to do one of the Critters movies. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it, but it's up there as a possibility. And I'm willing to keep this open for anybody who wants to give us suggestions, too. Yeah. I would like, but I want the stipulation to be that the movies have to be unintentionally bad. So, I guess, like, movies like Birdemic, which is, like, kind of like the room of, like, movies or something like that, of that kind of movies, like, it's has to be movies that are not so bad it's good. It's supposed to be movies that they had every intention of being good, but it just turned out bad. I think you wanted to say that they also had to have a certain score. Yeah, like a 20% in audience and critic score on Rotten Tomato. So I feel like if it has below 20% both those, then it's definitely a bad movie. So yeah, I mean, I mean that's a little difficult because you'll always have a cult following for audiences and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm I'm willing to, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. <laughs> I might have to do that. Uh, see no evil, just just because I know you love it. Um, yeah, <laughs> but that has a nine percent on the, yeah. the old tomato meter. I might have to make that one one of mine. Um, Hell yeah, with Kane down. We'll we'll see. I think that'd be a fun episode to do. Because I'll just be sitting here shit-talking it while you're sitting there trying to defend it? I don't know if I'd defend it. Like, I understand it's a bad movie. I just I would say I was shit. with it. So I would be shit-talking it, and you would just be like, yeah, I mean, what you're saying is true. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I still like it. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's terrible. But I have a good time watching this movie. I, I don't know what I don't want to... I don't know, I don't know what you want from me. But I, yeah. I find this enjoyable. I understand it's trash, but it's my trash. I have to see what the Langoliers is on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, because that would be a fun one to do, too. I want to see what uh, I always, I'll always know what you did last summer is. Because that Ooh. movie is hot garbage. We have to do the one that, oh, oh, no, I know what we need to do. What? Uh, either of these two. We have to do Jeepers Creepers 3, or uh, we also have to do The Descent 2. Oh, yeah, those are both bad. Oh, maybe the mm-hmm. recent Jeepers Creepers as well, because I haven't, uh, I've only heard bad things. Yeah, I've heard that's horrible. All right, but all of this is open for season uh, four. Yeah. Well, it'll just be a we'll have to see what happens kind of thing. Yeah. But with that, we're kind of round, uh, kind of winding down this last episode. Again, if this ends up being our last movie review, I don't think it will be. I'm sure we have one or two other like movie reviews in us before this ends, but. Oh, man, we can't do Jeepers Creepers 3. It has a 30% audience score. Oh, too, when Jeepers Creepers 3 is too good for, for, for this podcast. 
Too good for us. Yeah, Jeepers Creepers yeah. is too good for season three or season four. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and wrap this up now uh, by just saying thanks again for everybody for joining us as we kind of shit talk a classic. Yeah. And nothing personal. Nothing personal, just from a different time. It just is what it is. Yeah. And again, to all our followers and subscribers, thank you guys. You guys are always great and always be on the lookout for our next giveaways. And with that, I'm Chris Thomas. And with me as always, Broke Rider Dave. Have a good week, everybody. I didn't think that I was going to dislike Nosferatu as much as I did. <laughs> I was not very unsure about going into it because I've never seen a silent film, so... I was sitting here with my yeah. pinky. I was sitting there with my pinky out, like ah, some good classic Nosferatu. Let us pay homage to a classic, and then I was like, man, this is long. <laughs> yeah. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe, and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.